Inspirational and instructional, Dr. Joe Schwartz's book, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, gives a step-by-step approach to finding your bliss through TM. Welcome again, everybody. This is Dr. Joe Schwartz. Uh, Thank you for listening to my podcast, Mental Resilience Through Meditation. And today, we're going to talk about what happens when you start to meditate more? What happens when you start to strengthen that right side of your brain, that intuitive, a-logical center of creativity, and how it impacts on different parts of your brain so that you become a more creative and imaginative person? So that's what we're going to be talking about today, imagination. Okay, what is imagination? Um, On Wikipedia, we learn that imagination is the production of sensations, feelings, thoughts, informing oneself. These experiences can be recreations of past experience, vivid memories. Um, Imagination helps apply knowledge to solve problems and integrate experience into the learning process. Um, in any theory, uh, a big part of it is called disciplined imagination. It's a way of training imagination and, um, and, and putting it into action. One view of imagination links it with cognition. There's visual imagery. There's, um, and, and then when we break it down in, in terms of cognition, we get the term mental imagery, okay? And that can be further broken down into constructive imagination. And that could be um, voluntary, driven by the lateral prefrontal cortex, or the LPFC. And involuntary imagination, LP, uh, left frontal cortex independent, and involuntary imagination, I'm sure we all know about what sleep and dreaming are. We've had a few daydreams, we've done that. And then, of course, there's unfortunately hallucinations, but there can be spontaneous insight, and that's all involuntary. Okay? Um, so it's not, imagination is not considered exclusively a cognitive activity because it's linked to the body and place um, in setting up relationships with other people, precluding things. So, you know, imagination gets, gets expressed in a lot of creative forms, including stories, writings, fairy tales, fantasies, science fiction. And um, it, it's a wonderful interplay in, in what we know, our knowledge, and what we want to create. Uh, imagination comes from the word imaginatio, a Latin translation of the, of the Greek term fantasia, and um, Aristotle, in his On the Soul, considered fantasia or imagination as the capacity of making mental images and distinguishing them from perception and thinking 
He always believed that thought was always accompanied by an image. And then we get the notion, I'm sure we all heard of it, the mind's eye. And that goes back to Cicero's reference, reference to mentis oculi um, in, in his uh, writings. And um, in the medieval era, they, um, they talked about imagination um, as the sensus communis, combining perceptions um, uh, of, of many images into one communal image. Even Chaucer, in the 14th century, wrote in uh, Man of Law's Tale, in Canterbury Tales, tells us of the three men dwelling in a castle. One was blind, and the blind man can only see with the eyes of the mind, namely those eyes which all men see when they have become blind. So you, you see it in your mind. Um, and uh, there are very famous quotes attributed to imagination. Probably the most famous one that we've ever heard of comes from Albert Einstein, where he said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Nikolai Tesla said, when I get an idea, I see it in my imagination. I run my turbine in thought or test it in my shop, or I even note if it's out of balance. And he does this all in his mind. And this way he's able to rapidly develop and perfect a conception without touching anything. So imagination involves a creative division of the mind, which is used to develop theories and ideas based on functions. Um, so it, it develops better and easier ways to accomplish old and new tasks. So again, as we mentioned before, there's involuntary imagination, like sleeping and dreaming. And then there's voluntary imagination, which we create things in our mind and then uh, produce them in reality. So um, it, 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 it's been studied in psychology, it's been recognized in psychology, and um, many people use imaginations to become very successful and, um, and really creating new and better things for all of us, whether it's a new book, uh, a new movie, a new invention. Uh, but over, you know, over the last... Um, decades, particularly in the modern era, so to speak, um, one individual who lived in the 20s and 30s really became famous for his association with imagination. And he was a speaker and a, th and a thinker named Neville Goddard. And he was born in the, um, the beginning of the 20th century. Um, and uh, his, his idea was that um, the true meaning of the Bible was not, uh, it was not a, it, it, his, he viewed the Bible as non-secular history, not historicity, but strictly and purely parables teaching humanity the pathway to spiritual awakening, true salvation. 
And he said that one's imagination is actually God. And we are all God and in, in, incarcerated as man, reawakening to our God consciousness through Christ, the power and wisdom of God within us. Now, why is that so important and in line with what I've been talking about a little bit? Well, I, I've, I've said that my prescription for feeling better in, in this life is the ability to talk to someone if you have a problem and to exercise, but also to practice meditation. And as I mentioned before, meditation will strengthen the right side of your brain, which is really the seat of all creativity. But we also talk about when we do TM, for example, in Transcendental Meditation, it's such a powerful technique. Um, we, we do contact this, this overall in, in encompassing consciousness, which is here. I mean, we can't see it, but we see the fruits of that consciousness in trees and birds and clouds and people and races and objects and planets. So the God within us, the God without us, um, it's all good. And it, it, it is, it, it, meditation is not using imagination. You don't have, really have to do anything. But um, you're contacting the same place that I think Neville Goddard was really referencing to, which is the center, the center of everything. And... Um, he was quite an interesting character. He really got famous in the 30s, and then in the 50s he had his own TV show. And um, he, he, sp he was a, a man of faith, Neville Goddard, and in the early 50s he lectured in the town halls on the West Coast on religious topics. He gave a lecture called Imagination Plus Faith. And... Uh, and, and what he believed was that um, everything is here right now, okay? And everything that you really need to do is, is really there in your mind. It's, it's the answer to all your problems. I'm, I'm going to read excerpts from a, um, an essay that he wrote called Imagination Creates Reality. I'm going to read some choice parts of the essay here by Mr. Goddard. And he starts off by saying, your wonderful human imagination is actually, is the actual creative power of God within you. It's your savior. If you were thirsty, water would be your savior. If you needed a job, employment would be your savior. And he says, your imagination is the power to save you from whatever circumstances you now find yourself. You can experience your heart's desire through the use of your imagination. Nothing can be impossible to you without it. If you can imagine something, you can achieve it. Uh, if you are unable to walk, you should imagine yourself doing this until it, the tones of reality come about and you accomplish a healing so that you could actually walk. So he says... Relax in a chair, determine what you want to experience, see the end result. Um, what if you wanted a promotion at work? You, you might see yourself moving into a larger office. You might see every, everybody congratulate you. 
um, you, you there's a plaque on the wall, and you 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 have a beautiful desk, a beautiful chair, and he says you you need not be concerned how this will be accomplished. Your imagination will use whatever natural means are necessary to bring it about. I am the beginning, and I am the end. Okay, my ways are past finding out. So I guess he's throwing in some Bible verses. Uh, what you do in imagination is an instantaneous creative act. So his, his, his whole idea, and this kind of ties in with what I've been saying, is that two of the most important things to do besides exercise are to talk with someone and to practice TM. And when you talk with someone, you, you might tell a therapist or another doctor, well, here's my dream, doc. You know, this is what I want to do. And if you have a decent therapist or, or a good person who's counseling you, they might say, you know, go for it. That's wonderful. So every time you see that person, you're recreating that dream of what you would like to do or who you'd like to be with or what your family might look like my, or your house that you want might look like. And over and over and over again, you're, you're firing up that image, okay? And this, is, this ties in with what Mr. Goddard is saying, that we don't really know exactly how all this is going to play out. But if you keep talking about it and imagining it by yourself or with somebody else in your own conversations, your inner conversations, you've planted a seed, and you'll soon see the harvest harvest of that which you've sowed. sowed. So when you, he says in this article again, when you go into your imagination, make sure you are actually performing the action, hearing the words, touching the object, smelling the aroma in your self-conceived drama. You must make then, now, make there, here. You, so you want to have a perfectly clear picture of what you want to accomplish, uh, a relationship, um, a job, a success. You want to see and feel all those things. And once you've planted the seed, you, you don't want to get anxious about it uh, or, or how it will be accomplished. And he says in the article here, it may take a few days, it may take a little longer. Um, but you're gonna, once you have that dream, you're going to start to draw the people and places that you need to accomplish it towards you. They're just going to show up, okay? Um, you can do it right before you go to sleep, okay? Your imagination will work out the means to realize your dream while your conscious mind sleeps. Uh, bring the five senses in, you know, see, feel, hear, and touch the keys of the new piano or the keys to a new car or a home, okay? Um, so it, it, his spirituality shows up here um, when he says, if it's necessary to take some action, and of course we all have to take actions, you will be led to, to do it in a normal, natural manner. You do not have to do anything to help bring it about. Remember that it is God himself who is doing the work, and he knows exactly how to accomplish it. 
If you think your desire during the day, give thanks, that's already accomplished, that it has already been accomplished as fact. So nothing is really impossible, okay? Um, and and, and I, I really, in, in my own story of what happened to me, just for example, nine and a half years ago, which I refer to, financial ruin, life passing away, where do I go? I, I had a vision in my mind of recuperating from that and a future success. And then the means to do it, getting back into a, uh, a day job, finding the, more, the right mortgage company, getting that house built, that all happened. And it happened pretty fast. So um, this all can, it can be accomplished if you, if you learn how to discipline yourself and how to think correctly. Okay, I mean, the imagination, I mean, Neville Goddard didn't talk about it, but you can use imagination for good and evil, right? You can imagine, you know, uh, people being destroyed or worlds destroyed, and the more energy you put into that, well, that might be your reality. But I, I think it's important to understand that we're in control of so many things. And um, it, it's not just knowledge in, that we learn or adding and subtracting, but it's, it's what picture we have in our mind of where we want to go. And I tell this to my patients all the time. You know, the mind can only hold one thought, positive or negative. And we move in the direction of our predominant thoughts positive and negative. And it, it's impossible to always think positive all the time, but for the most part, it's better to have happy and positive thoughts because that's the way you're going to go, consciously or subconsciously, in that direction. And um, you can employ what I've suggested. You can employ certain things to help you along the path. Um, if you have a goal, it may be stressful. How do you relieve stress? Well, there were two ways you could do it. You exercise and you practice TM meditation. If, if you feel you need other types of guidance, instead of reading a book, you can hire someone to talk to or get a coach. That, can, that could also give you some feedback uh, of where you want to go and how to do it. I saw another article on the internet by a Canadian, and his name was uh, Dick Doyle. And um, he writes about, in this article, why imagination is more important than knowledge, which is, which is um, kind of a, a paraphrase of, um, of, what, of what Einstein said. And there were a couple of very important quotes that that people have made about imagination. Getting back to Neville Goddard, his most famous quote was, simply dare to assume you are 
what you want to be, and you will compel everyone to play their part. Now, isn't that interesting? All you have to do is assume you're 60 pounds lighter, okay, and get that image in your mind. Um, and, and then he says, you compel everyone to play their part. Well, the coach to help you get 60 pounds lighter or the personal trainer will show up. Um, the dietitian will show up. And if you're really self-disciplined, you'll just read about that and start doing it for yourself. So you'll, you'll find the books. They'll show up. So things show up. You will compel everyone to play their part. Like everyone's this actor in a big play. And the production is your life. And people that show up in your life, they're, they're not there by accident. They've been created. And I believe that um, imagination does form a wonderful conduit for having things show up in your life. Um, and if you do think positively in terms of getting goals done, any goal, it can happen. It can happen, and it doesn't matter what circumstances you're in. The means of getting out of it will be made aware to you. You just have to desire that end result. And, of course, Einstein said the famous quote, imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Or, in other words, knowledge is easy to acquire, but imagination takes bravery and persistence. You have to see that your theory will be accepted. You have to see that, even though the present scientific community, speaking of relativity, we're skeptical, you have to believe you're right. Before you set off on your voyage, if you're Magellan, you have to believe that you're going to reach your destination or maybe not uh, fall off the planet if the planet is flat, right? Um, so it takes, it takes some persistence and bravery to go forward with, with your ideas. And um, I, 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 I've counseled so many people over the years, and you'd be surprised that what really, you know, holds people up are these uh, are the choices they make. I mean, I mentioned before that imagination can be good or evil, but you know, there's also something called fear, and um, Imagining a fearful outcome, imagining a rejection, um, this is going to create, you know, something that you don't want, okay? And because if, if everything is connected in your brain and then and, and translated into reality, you want to make sure that your imagination is is focused on happy things, on pleasant circumstances, and 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 as I learned growing up, um, 
it's so much more important to focus on your desire. We have this choice, desire or fear, okay? When you desire something, you're triggering your imagination to help that desire become a reality. But when you're, you're fearing something, you're seeing images, you're seeing a reality of failure over and over and over again. And that's where you're moving towards. So it, it, it kind of gets back to what I've been talking about in all the other podcasts, that if you're an anxious person, and I'm not judging anyone if they are or they aren't, if you're an anxious person, if you're a fearful person, you really need to talk to someone and get rid of that fear or at least develop confidence and discipline, okay? And that, that takes, um, um, it's an important choice to make that you can't do this on your own and, and you'll get to the point if you're a fearful person, speaking of imagination, you're imagining all these bad outcomes, you're imagining all this rejection. Well, isn't it interesting that a lot of rejection and a lot of bad outcomes start showing up in your life? Okay. Um, when you start meditating, you start to relieve some stress. You start to uh, feel less anxious and happier and more positive, um, you start to put some different ideas into your head. You, you read about other people who have been successful, which I think is very important because that's going to really fire up your imagination that if they become successful, why can't I? Okay? And um, that, that really is, is, is key that in our society, I don't think people let themselves think. Everything is a pill. Everything is someone else telling you what to do. Everything is um, uh, why this other person's opinion matters more than, than my own opinion. Turn on the TV, um, go on the internet. You're going to see a whole, diff a whole host of thousands of opinions and um, and ideas that people have, and where do they originate? They originate with that person. And since we all can't be alike, you know, those person's goals on television or uh, on the internet may not be yours. And if you if you wanted to become a great painter, for example. Um, you you you're you can't be the same painter that um, uh, you know that Van Gogh was. Okay, I mean that Van Gogh had a vision of making these wonderful or Monet, you know, wonderful colorful paintings, or Picasso, really different cubist. You have to you have to decide what type of painter do I want to become. Okay. Uh, what message do I want to deliver? How can I... And, and in, uh, if I could just talk about myself for a minute, I want to motivate people. Okay? I can motivate people, first of all, by telling them 
and I tell this to all my patients, everything you've done up until now, if you're unhappy, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you don't have a good relationship, if you don't have the person in your life that you want, well, obviously you must be doing something wrong. Everything you've done up to now hasn't worked. And getting back to imagination and creativity, wouldn't it be better if you listened to that little voice within that's, that's telling you, everything I'm, that I'm doing is wrong. I've got to try something different. Well, you could try something, three things that are different. Really use that body of yours to exercise and to sweat. And then all these endorphins are going to start to generate. And, you know, when I tell people, you know, I do two little quick workouts a day. How do you do that? I'm so busy. And then I tell them, not only do I do two little quick workouts a day, but I also meditate for almost an hour and I do yoga. How do you do that? I'm so busy doing all these other things. Because I decided everything that I was doing prior to that Prior to that routine, I found myself so sluggish, so down, you know, really not in control of my future. And um, I just decided I'm going to figure out what to do with this body, you know, in a 24-hour period or even an 8- or 12-hour period. And what am I going to do with this mind? Okay? And I, and I got to do something different. And uh, with my body, I'm going to watch what I eat. You know, maybe I'll have, I'm going to eat, a, I love snacks, but you know what? I can live without the potato chips and the French fries and all the stuff that raises A1C and gives you tons of calories. Um, I don't know, I'm going to eat a bag of carrots today. Um, or, you know, have some uh, celery stalks and put some, um, dressing on it and have salads and you know I'm chewing and chewing and you know my stomach gets full and and like when you think about it what is eating all about it's about getting that feeling of fullness right now you can get can can you get the same feeling of fullness in your stomach or like hunger right you have hunger can you satisfy that hunger with a gigantic hamburger probably can you satisfy that hunger with uh, a candy bar? Probably. Can you satisfy that hunger with a big bowl of salad? Why not? You're going to be full. And the brain is going to register, you know, um, since the mind and body are connected. The brain's going to register, gee, my stomach's full. I'm satisfied. I don't need anything else. And then you turn on the television and they tell you, no, the only way to satisfy your hunger is through a Snickers bar or through several Snickers bar. They even say, you know, you need a quick fix. You know, you're in between meals, have a Snickers. It's, it's so satisfying. So they're already telling you that you, you can only be satisfied one way, and that's eating this junk full of sugar and crap and additives. Um, and, um, or, or you can only be satisfied, um, your, you know, they say it's your way um, at Burger King, but it's, it's really their way of giving you this humongous 
double cheeseburger, whatever it is, that's just awful, you know, clog up your arteries within a week. Um, so over and over and over again, you're being programmed. And what has this got to do with imagination? Because advertising on television, whether it's a pill, whether it's food, um, whether it's clothing, it's, all, it's, all, it's advertising about how you're going to feel, okay? And it's those emotions that are so connected. And, and that kind of leads me into the last article that I read, which talked about imagination and how it's so linked to emotion. And tying that emotion to the end result, which Neville Goddard talked about, is really the essence of creativity. It really makes things go faster. So th this man, um, Mr. Doyle, writes about how, um, how um, the view of imagination is really um, a creative process. It's based on knowledge, technical skill, emotional strength, and, and together with imagination, that's really what gets things done, okay? Um, so he writes, if I could only harness, shape, and engage requisite knowledge, talent, and technical skill, but also mobilize them into persistent action with empowering emotional associations, so it's kind of like what I just said or have said um, in many of my other podcasts, but I tell my patients all the time, you know, you don't like working out. You, don't, you know, to get the energy up or the emotional desire up to exercise and to sweat, that's hard because there's some pain involved with the muscles, etc. So what you have to do is, is mobilize certain empowering emotional associations into that imagined result. So I tell patients, imagine how good you're going to feel after the workout, right? Before the workout, oh my God, I got to lift weights. Oh, I got to like jog and huff and puff and, um, you know, it, there's going to be some effort. But the payoff is thousands of endorphins, hundreds of endorphins in your body, a natural, God-given um, things, okay, uh, that are part of your brain. Uh, hormones just release. And it's a high. It's a natural high that you feel. And, you know, I, I, was, I was counseling some people yesterday, and some guy... He, he happens to love cigars, and he's going to have a cigar. And it takes like an hour to smoke this cigar. But uh, I, I suppose after he's done, he has some type of feeling um, or satisfaction. And, but it's a drug, right? Now, you, you, we, can, we can bring in drugs, which all the drug companies want, into our bodies to solve our problems, depression, anxiety. Um, the newest thing is weight loss. I mean, there's going to be some two big companies, uh, 
big pharma companies are going to come out with weight loss pills, and they're also good for your heart. But they're, they're, they're shortcutting, and I think, unfortunately, they're shortcutting the actual satisfaction that you could get as a human being to just work out, sweat, and then have all these endorphins make you feel good instead of getting a pill to take, and then you're going to feel good. But no one wants to work. No one wants to work. And um, so it, it, this guy writes in his article here, as a scientist, I want my imagination rekindled. I want it to be shown how to look at things in new ways. Okay? And, and that's what we, we really have to do. I mean, when you're having a problem, as I just mentioned before, start to look at it differently. And uh, a hero of mine, Wayne Dyer, used to say, change the way you look at things, and the things you look at, you'll change. Okay? So you have to, you have to look at your life um, and start imagining it being different, going in a different direction, and that's exciting. That's a, that's a wonderful part of being a human being. Without Madison Avenue, without Big Pharma, without all these food companies telling you, eat this, take that. So um, th this man concluded that it, it stands that if you can link your intellectual ambitions, such as a goal, to emotional motivation, you yoke a powerful duo, and it seems that the instrument that links the two can be a visual image that is technically rigid and emotionally touching. So seeing that image in your mind of being slim, trim, and in great shape, that's really the beginning of the motivation that you're going to need that, that emotional connection of how great you're going to feel afterwards and how great you're going to look, that's really going to be what empowers you to go through all the steps to get there. And, and how satisfying is that? I mean, doesn't this society want to be satisfied with what they're doing rather than what they're being told to do? At least for me, as, as a person, as a person that's been helping people for decades, I would, I would only want one way, and that's my way, not what other people are telling me to do. Um, so linking the things that you visualize with the evoked emotion is really essential to producing success. And, and I think that's a, a, a wonderful statement because it's, it really is what drives all of Madison Avenue. I mean, when, when they show you clothes or a bag or um, um, people, a person that's in, in great shape, okay, they, they want you to feel that you're, you're either happy for them or you maybe even hate them but they want you to, to feel that that could be you too. And um, so that emotion is, is so important to generate in yourself. And you can only do that.
through your imagination. You can only do that through the ability to visualize. And, and then you can create. And meditation will help you get less stressful so you can see that positive vision. It'll get rid of some fear. Talking to someone will help you get rid of that fear. Um, and and um, you'll you'll be uh, you, you'll be able to. And then, if you decide to exercise, which might be physically hard, and there are many people, I guess, in the audience that can't exercise. Perhaps they have something the matter with them. Well, try to find a way that you could do some physical activity. Um, if you can't walk a lot, maybe you could ride a bike, or maybe you could just stretch. But stretch a lot, okay? Do it a lot. Um, get up, move around, do something. Um, and um, be, I'm a big believer in, as many of you surmise and listening to my podcast, what is out there that I can do naturally? I could do yoga naturally and touch all the energy centers that have been there for centuries. I can meditate. I could do that naturally. Okay, I can eat. I can choose to eat better foods. Okay, I can decide to reduce my intake of alcohol or drugs. And where does that start? That starts in your imagination of seeing you as a different person here on the planet living out these hundred years or however many you have left um, as the person you see yourself becoming. And imagination is a big part of that. Okay, that's it for today, everybody. Thank you for listening to my podcast Mental Resilience Through Meditation. We'll have an, another excellent podcast coming up soon all about Transcendental Meditation. Thank you so much. Super Radiant by Dr. Joe Schwartz, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, opens the works of TM as a path to daily relaxation and stress relief. 